I'm Callan. And I'm Keegan. And you're listening to Assorted Interests. You and I, I gotta get it, do or die. It might not work, but we could try. Episode 9 of the most underrated podcast in the world. Let's get it kicked up. Keegan, my friend, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Cal? Chilling like a villain. Sundays with football are better than Sundays without. That's that's an easy fact. And my Lions, easy fact. My Lions haven't even played yet. Looking forward to that tomorrow night against the Jets. Yeah, well, we should get to that later. That I mean, that's going to be an interesting game. Okay, okay. Um, I'm assuming that I'm assuming the Jets are going to start. Um, no, gosh, why no, they're they, starting Darnold. They, they starting. Yeah, they announced okay, that already. I wanted to make sure. Okay. Well, the, I mean, the Bills didn't start their guy, it's a joke. Josh Allen, and then threw him in there. Because, I mean, when you're getting beat by 40 points, that's probably the best time to throw him in there. I'm no football expert, but it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that Nathan Peterman sucks. Jeez. He's awful. You're telling me. That's all right. So, I mean, I'm a Finns fan, and I want to say Vegas had the Finns at, like, over under five five and a half wins i mean it's hard to see with the bills in their division they don't at least have two they got one today like that's three for you math experts out there yeah exactly i mean is that unrealistic to get to six i mean i don't i don't quite think so i mean i'd have to take a look at their schedule i mean i look at the Lions' schedule and i mean nine wins is so possible but a lot of a lot of experts are not necessarily sold on the whole thing yet. I don't know. I'm looking forward to the season. I think they're going to be pretty darn good. I think the offense is going to be one of the best they've ever had. That's just my opinion. Obviously a biased, I mean, optimistic fan. Everyone is. Oh, a little side you, note. If you're not an optimistic fan, like what's the point of being a fan? Right, like, yeah. Just to be Debbie Downer all day? That, yeah, that's no fun. There's a lot of people out there like that, though. Um, oh, side note for those listening... If I sound funny, I am sick. I will try to keep the sniffles to a minimum, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a little stuffed up, congested. congested. I've been a little under the weather since Friday. Um, I don't know. The universe has, has it out for me. Every single time I have a standardized test on a weekend, I contract some illness. That's no fun. I, I just think the uh, universe gives me curveballs stress like like stressful situations as leading up to that standardized test just to see what you can do that way it's just well sometimes like when you get to the test you're like well at least i'm here now yeah like oh yeah because you got a ticket because you parked in front of a fire hydrant <laughs> yeah that's not not my best moment not my best moment it's pretty funny though yeah that's i mean to be honest it was 7 40 in the morning and i didn't even look at it i just like walked by it yeah. And then, like, afterwards, I was like, oh, sh- sh- ooh, that was one. That was a fire hydrant. Smart move. There? Not- yeah, obviously. Yeah. I looked like a brainiac when I did it. So, <laughs> end of the day, not the best move. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, my life lesson, my assorted interest life lesson for this podcast is don't let something as small as, like, an illness impair you from performing your best. Because, not going to lie... For when I first started getting sick Thursday at night, woke up Friday morning, felt awful going to school that morning. And I'm like, why? Why does this always happen to me? Started playing victim one. And then I was like, oh, I'm not going to do well. This is my last shot too to really impress 
or not to impress, but to do well and submit a good score to a school. But then I looked back and come Friday night, Saturday morning, I was like, this is stupid. I'm already digging myself a hole by saying that, um, you know, I'm at a disadvantage. Went in with a positive attitude and came out um, really happy. So um, just don't let Same something, you know what I mean? Don't let something stupid like that, not stupid, but something small like that take take you out of the game. Don't let it do it. Oh, yeah. That's true to anything, really. You, can, you control that, though. That's, I mean, crazy as it sounds, you don't control what happens to you, but you control your attitude after it happens to you. No, your facts. Once, yeah. yeah, once you control that mentally, hey, I, I'm not going to let this eat at me. Trust me, I let a lot of things eat at me. And that's something I, I want to work on. But at the end of the day, you control your response to it. And that's true a true measure of character. No, I always say that um, to conquer your external world, you have to conquer your internal world first. You know what I mean? Gosh. That's pretty deep, but I mean, no, big like big facts. I want to say it's a Yogi Berra quote that the game of baseball is played between the ears. No. I'm not sure if that's Yogi Berra. I might be misattributing that. The game of life is played in between the ears. That's 100% a fact. No, I know. Everything you do is played between your ears. You control... Um, the end outcome, whatever you can get out of certain situations by what you have developed in between your ears, facts, in, in your head. If you go into something positively, chances are you're going to do well, or at least even if you don't do well, a positive attitude, you'll find what you did do well rather than finding what you didn't do well. Yes, exactly. Actually, that brings up the epiphany I had earlier today. Shoot. So, so I've, and this, I don't know why, what got me there, but I got there at this like thought and I, it's like now that I've thought it it's like in my head like I can't get it out and I've been thinking about it since I've thought of it the whole time so it's probably been like I think I thought of it at like maybe seven it's been going on three hours now so I always looked at imperfection as a weakness but in fact, it might be your greatest strength because if you can overcome that imperfection, you become the best version of yourself. So like, for example, and this is what I thought of it as, I'm, I tend to be a very like, I don't want to say introverted, but when it comes to decisions, I'm very hesitant because I like to really like deliberate over all my options. And that's something I've tried to work on is be a little bit more of a man of action not to the point where i'm not i'm just rushing into things without thinking about it but more so like i'm trying to get to the point where i actually take all the information and then actually go and act not just kind of sit there deliberating 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 until the opportunity has passed got you and so I looked at it and I was, I always thought like, oh, that's me. That's, that's my, that's my imperfection. I, I'm just not a man of action. But now I look at it as I, and after I, this thought came to my head, I've looked at it as, okay, I want more opportunities to act because that's the only way I'm going to improve that. So that imperfection will eventually become my greatest strength is I actually take the exact perfect amount of time to measure my options and then act in whatever way i see fit yeah no so, that definitely makes a lot of sense napoleon hill said every adversity 
offers equal and opposite advantage. So that's a nice way to look at things. I, I don't know. I kind of look at it like a rubber band effect. Like you get pulled in one direction to get shot in a different one. Yeah. So you, I mean, we're, we're all imperfect. And that's the, the, the problem I always had was I'm, I'm, I'm a perfectionist. I think you are too, to an extent. Uh, to Less an so extent. Than me. Less so than me. I like things. I'm not a perfectionist. I may let me do it. Does that make sense? I know. Oh, like, I, I, you know you can do a better job than. I'm not necessarily the not better whatever. job. But I know that I'm going to do the job I like. So I want to do it. All right. That makes sense to me. That makes complete sense to me. I don't know. That might be a bad quality. No, no, no. I no. I, I, I think it's it's a better quality. It's a, to be a man of action is something I've always wanted to be. Like to be a guy who like just goes and do, like thinks, goes and does. Yeah. Like deliberates, goes and does. Like he doesn't wait ponder too long. Yeah. No, for sure that makes total sense. But I always looked at my my not being that as as a flaw and one that was like one i couldn't improve and now i've kind of changed that that look to where it's oh it's that imperfection that i become better yeah that could make sense i mean a lot of people act too impulsively so you can look at yours as i act too i don't know the opposite of impulsively yeah yeah i i I deliberate too much if you deliberate i guess if you deliberate too much you can turn that into calculate and then all your moves become calculated Mm-hmm. In which case, not a, and, and calculated not in a, in a bad way. I feel no, like that has a bad connotation. I don't think so. I think calculated has a very positive connotation. Think about it this way: really? if everything's calculated, you've mapped everything out. You've you've mm-hmm. thought of the um, negative repercussions, positive repercussions. You can dive and make the right decision because you've calculated it out. So I think calculated translates to the right decision it, if your calculations are done. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Mm, so that that's just my opinion on the matter. I tend to do things as I see. I, I wouldn't say I act impulsively, but I'm definitely a wing it kind of person in a lot of cases. Yeah, there's a lot of times. It's funny how we talk and you're the one who like urges me to action. Whereas I'm the one who's like, I'm almost like a regulator for you. Like I'm like, all right, hold up. Like think about what you're about to do. Like, make sure it's the right decision. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like we we act in equal equal and opposite ways on each other. Yeah, yeah. No, I can definitely attest to that. I, I'm just... My mentality on certain things is, if I try something, I can never say I didn't. So, and that's that's one of the things that burns at me. Questions that... Or not questions, but... um. Uh, what's the word? Regrets. They'll burn at me if I didn't try something or I didn't do something. Whereas if I fail at something, it'll just be like, I, it doesn't burn at me that I failed, but it will burn at me that I didn't try. Does that make sense? See, see what's, I'm the opposite. I'm literally the exact opposite, so you, which is, which is bad. It's a bad quality. I'm not saying it's a good quality, but it's, that's how like, I'll sit there and go, well, I didn't fail. Really? Like I, I fear failure that much. That's why it's something I've really like had to work on. I don't feel fair. I don't fear failure because everybody fails. That's what I've always said is one of your better qualities. I think I told, I told you that one time. Yeah, you did. I said, I said that you have a lot of things I like, like you have a ton of self-confidence and like you, you real 
big self-belief, but the thing I would take most from you, if I could take one thing, was your lack of a fear of failure. Like, you're just, you just go into things and they're like, all right, if I screw up, whatever. Like, I am so self-conscious about failure that... Yeah, no, and I don't know how I developed it. I don't know how I developed self-confidence. It's something that I think you either have or you don't. Like, the whole nature versus nurture debate, I think growing up with uh, the two parents we had both very extroverted, both very outgoing people. But at the same time, I, at the same time, I don't think you can be taught some of that because you, you were far less extroverted than I growing up. You were kind yeah, of shy. I've, I've always been like, yeah, I've always, well, it's funny is I, people don't give you, give me that a lot, mostly because once you get to know me, I am very like very very outgoing yeah no you definitely you, are and you know that when, no for sure you, like when we're around family and f- like friends people we know i am like extremely talkative like no you're definitely good company yeah you're not somebody I mean, that you, i mean we're we're doing a podcast right now like i can't be that shy fact yeah good point but it took like but also if you listen to the first episode it takes me a little bit to get used to like certain things a situation yeah and like a scenario Come for out sure. Of the show a little bit, exactly. No, yeah. So and I get that, but my, that's why it's like it, the first couple of weeks at a new place are tough for me if I don't find someone who like I can relate to. But also, I have a personality where I relate to almost anybody. Yeah, and that's so always once great. I get used to that, yeah. Once I get used to that, then you'll really get like, then you'll really get the real me. I guess is the best way to put it. But for sure. No, um, back to the failure thing. It's just like for me, everybody fails. Everybody has failed. So why should I fear something that's inevitable sometimes? Like you're not always going to succeed. I don't care who you are. Not You know what's funny? Everything isn't rainbows and sunshine all the time. Is I got asked in a class who, if I could have one person from history to sit down and have dinner with, who would I, who would I sit down and have dinner with? And do you know who I said? I want I want you to take a shot in the dark before. Give I me say. a realm of expertise of this person. Explain. What what field did they excel like, do, in? What, politics. Politics, not JFK. Not JFK. Um, earlier. Politics earlier than JFK. Not Abe Lincoln. No, later. You, you were they a president? Forecast. No. That's oh. A good, that's a good question. Geez, that's tough for me then. I don't know how many historical figures I know that weren't presidents. Um, you would know. What? Uh, give me a time period one. What? What event did they facilitate? Um, World War Two. Winston Churchill. Yes. Okay. But do you know why? Um. Do you know? Do you know what happened in World War One? explain i know he some things was, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna butcher it because they have they have different titles in um britain but he was essentially director of the navy he was prime minister too though wasn't he yes but that was world war ii got it he and during world war one he had a botched invasion of i want to say greece cost a lot of lives and ended up forcing him to resign huge public failure what he ended up doing was leading a company of men in the war and then 
it hardened him essentially to where he was the perfect figure to step in during World War II and lead the country out of what was a very, very difficult situation with Germany. So that's, and that's why I wanted to sit because I wanted to talk to him about, I would love to talk to him about World War I, not about his successes, but how he didn't let that eat at him and destroy him. Yeah, no. During that point in in time, because for, that, sure. for me, looking at what he like what this. he did and what happened, I would have, I don't think I would have ever been able to do what he did at, during World War II and lead his country like he did. So, I don't know. That's something I've worked on. I'm still working, man. It's it ain't easy for me, man. But no, yeah, for sure. No, I don't think it's easy for a lot of people. Uh, I'm not yeah. not to say I don't get beat up by failure. I do too. But uh, I just don't let it beat me up for as long. It's like a very brief, that sucked, and then you're kind of back on the horse, let's keep riding type thing. That's just me, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've, I've gotten better at it. I'm better in certain aspects than others. Like, there's other, like, there's certain types of failures that I can't stand. And there's other failures that I'm like, oh, well, that's just, that's just a part of it, you know? Right, no, definitely. So my question for you is, and um, I'm going to have to write a this I believe essay for school soon. It's a it's a little like, I don't know what to call it. It's a website like branched off NPR, National Public Radio. Isn't that what that is? Yes. Okay. You were completely right. Yeah. And it's a collection of essays on there. And it's this I believe. And then you state what you believe. And um, I want to ask your opinion on my belief. And it was, it's, you've kind of alluded to that I, whatever, self-confidence and self-belief. I believe in a healthy arrogance. Is that an oxymoron? No, um, I'm not sure arrogance would be the word I would use. Okay. Help me out. Um, there's, there's definitely like an air of confidence. There's like a very, very thin line between confidence and arrogance. And it's hard to... It's hard for certain people to not misread one for the other. I don't I don't think most people misread arrogance for confidence, but I think a lot of people misread confidence for arrogance. Yes, I would agree. I know I have for one. Like I sometimes I meet someone I'm like, there's a difference between like I feel like arrogance is to the point where you're like I'm better than you. Yes. Whereas confidence is like I'm the best person I can I, be. Yes, yes, that would probably be the best way to put it. I would maybe say it's it's like you walk in a room and it's more like, I don't care what you think, but not in a way that it's like, I won't, like, I'm not open to talking to you or open to being, like, friendly to you, but, like, in a way where it's like, if you don't like that I do this or wear that, like, it's whatever. Like, I'm not gonna, that's not gonna beat me up. Yeah, for sure. Well, I... The reason I say healthy arrogance is because I kind of want to use a word like arrogance in my statement to draw more attention and be like, what, what is that? What is healthy arrogance? And, you know, write something, you know, borderline controversial, although not really deeply th- controversial. I don't, I don't really think that is, yeah, that, that controversial, but maybe that's me also. That's something I've always, I, I lack a lot of confidence at times. So that's something that. I have com. It's weird. I lack confidence in certain aspects, but other aspects, I'm like extremely confident. Yeah, exactly. You definitely don't or lack I confidence. Or I feign confidence. 
at least. We all lack confidence in certain things. We're talking about me as a basketball player. I'm not going to say anything, you know, overly lofty. I yeah. might make fun of myself, probably. But it's it's all in good fun. It's all because I know I'm not six three you know, dunking on. You know people. the one? Yeah. Do you know you know what I always say basketball wise? I think it's the funniest line I've ever come up with. It might not be funny to you at all. Yeah, let's hear it. I say I'm a three and D guy without the three or the D. Yeah, exactly. So you're the nothing guy. You're the, I'm the nothing guy. I'm the coach. Yeah, but that's all in good fun. Yeah, it's all. In, yeah, it's exactly. It's not like me. I I realized pretty quickly I wasn't gonna play in the NBA. So at the end of the day, I just kind of let that let not let that dream go, but like let that dream like. Okay, that's not for me. No, it's not my call. It's definitely it's letting that dream go. You can, it's a it's okay to allow a dream to. Okay. Yeah. I feel like fly that's away. Some. I feel like that's something not a lot of people talk about. Is like there are certain dreams you have to let go of that aren't don't make sense for you because they're not you. Well, I think naturally, a per- like, I was n- not an NBA player. Yeah, I think naturally, any person in their right mind sees what's realistic from the jump. So that way, they really like nobody sets unrealistic dreams. Well, obviously, no. I think you should set unrealistic dreams. Sorry, I'm digging myself like two steps forward, one step back. What I mean by that is naturally we're gonna set dreams that are too achievable at least you should too unachievable sorry because it's that old saying if you shoot for the moon you'll land amongst the stars type thing but at the same time don't do something you're physically incapable of or yeah think about doing something you're physically incapable of i'm physically incapable of being an nba player you know i'm just not athletic enough i'm too short so I come to grips with that early and I set realistic goals, not realistic. I mean, when I say realistic, I mean, with enough dedication, hard work and, you know, some luck involved, which I don't believe in luck, but we'll call it luck for now. Luck is self-made is what I would say. Luck is manufactured. Yeah. You manufacture opportunities for things to start going your way. Exactly. There's still a measure of like unpredictability, but like if you put in the work, like, I don't know, a good, strong football player. Maybe it's because I also have this Green Bay Chicago game on. Um, a good football player is like Khalil Mack. He's going to work his way into situations where... Exactly. Did you not see what happened? All of a sudden, happened? the ball gets... To, yeah, the ball gets... We, are you t- going to refer to the fumble the, or the interception? The very last play. He puts himself in the perfect spot on the field, and Deshaun Kaiser literally hands him the ball. Was that? Did he not yeah, flip it to him? Fumble. It almost looked like he tried yeah, to throw it, it almost, to him. Yeah, it was, well, it, it was kind of this like weird thing where you... Where he like yeah just tried to flip it like flailed it and it was like right into Khalil Mack's arms. Exactly, and you and I'm I didn't hear Chris Collinsworth or um, Al Michaels say luck the word luck, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did. That's not luck. That's Khalil Mack putting himself in the perfect spot. Things falling in his to where his, if someone makes a mistake, he takes advantage. That's not luck. I don't believe in luck. Exactly. If luck was, I, I, I agree. If luck was real, and I'm not talking to Andrew, if luck was real, why do the same people get lucky over and over again? That's not coincidence. You know, you know what's funny is they always used to say that about me on little league teams. Yes, you're lucky. And now that and now that I think about it, I was on a lot of winning teams. That's no like, coincidence. It's I don't know why. I still to this day don't know why. Like I feel like it was my personality meshed well with a a team. Like Yes, you're very team oriented. 
Yeah, because I don't care what I do. Exactly. End of the day, my my goal there is not to win games myself. I was never I was never a good enough player. So my goal is to keep people focused on what we're supposed to be doing. And when they're when they're getting off in the weeds, to bring them back with usually a joke or something silly, but something to get them back. Yeah. Talking about something useless. Relief of some sort. Yeah. No, I totally get that. And it makes sense. At the end of the day, if there's reoccurring luck with a certain person, at what point is it not luck anymore? Mm -hmm. From the beginning. Sorry, I'll answer it for you. From the beginning. That's my opinion. All right, well, we're coming up on 25 minutes, Keegan. I have school tomorrow. I was just thinking that. You have school tomorrow. I think we've talked about some pretty interesting, hard-hitting stuff. So, I mean, I'm, I'm more than happy to do our music suggestions now. And then um, are we still doing are we still doing the other segment I tried to come up with fun thing we see that we like or something like that? I don't know. We have to come up with a better name than that. But all right. Yeah, sure. Let's do it. And my thing to see is Le'Veon Bell tweeted um, the emoji of the dude with the eyeglass right after the Packers or not the Packers, but the Steelers tied with the Browns. Um, I thought it was funny because I thought he was throwing shade, but reverse it back. Somebody quoted it and said, are you throwing shade? And he came back and said, no, I've just never seen a tie before. Whether it's true or not, it's funny. That's what I saw that I liked. You know what I found really funny? What did you find really funny? James Conner looked real good today. He did. James Conner looked unbelievable today. You're right. And I'm not sure if that's just the nature of, oh, they're they're just going to throw this kid in. He's not ready. Um, No, I think that O-line's really good. I think that O-line is very good. And then did you see the one? I guess I'll, I'll make it my thing I like. I was going to say, have you? first off, did you see the the Romine thing? Oh, when the he brothers? Like, yeah, yeah, when he pushed him? Yeah. That was yeah. funny. No, no, he punched him. <laughs> oh, yeah, whatever. It looked like a push to me. That was, it, it was funny, though. Yeah, that was funny. Um, yeah, Andrew came to the plate and Austin was catching and he kind of like, I mean, they were brothers. They're brothers. They, he like hit him. It was, I thought it was funny just because, I mean... I, we have it's me, you, and two others, so that's basically how we would act, no matter if we're thirty-five or ten. Yes. Um, but James Conner, did you see he scored that touchdown and ran yeah. up and celebrated all his line? So that's what you saw that you liked. Oh, I like that. I because that I mean that's been the big thing is like the line has was the most were the most vocal guys about Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, which is which is interesting. Yeah, I've never seen and that then, before. Yeah, we, very interesting. Most of the time, those guys don't turn on. Yeah, each other like a guy who bought them all Hublots, but that's beside the point. Yeah, yeah, it's it's been not a fun situation all the way around. You are right about that. So I'll start with my music uh, suggestion. Okay. 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 Um, I'm gonna suggest an artist, and that is Roy Woods, the uh, R&B artist signed to OVO. And if I have to, if you want to listen to a specific song, go with Down Girl. Very good song. Uh, like fine line, like not a fine line, but a fine mix of like lovey-dovey music, but he throws some little gangster in there. I don't know. I like it a lot. I like him a lot. Is, I got shown him yesterday. No way, actually. By one of my, by one of my roommates. Which one? Because he has a song with Drake. Sean. Okay. Would, yeah. Tell Sean, big shout out. Roy Woods is nice. Yeah, he, Roy Woods is very he good. Has, he has a song with Drake, right? That's like a big... like Yeah, big hit. I don't know. Big hit, yeah. Big hit. Mm-hmm. Um, For me, give me a second. 
OVO is Drake la Drake's label, Keegan. That's I I figured that out because of. Do you know how I figured that out? Let me know. Um, it was it didn't he do a thing with the the Raptors? Like they created yeah, yeah. a jersey that was like gold. Yeah, and it has it's like their his logo is like an owl. Yes, it's an owl. Okay, so I am with the times, fellow youth. Hello, youth. I, I know, I, yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm like this, like I'm completely out of it at times when it comes to those things. So y yeah, that I know certain things is like kind of funny. Big deal. <laughs> yeah, really funny actually. Um, so my music selection Let's suggestion is a whole album, and um, so this was like a big, like when I was a freshman in high school, Mac Miller was the man, and I mean, it kind of hit me hard. He died, was it Thursday, Friday? Yeah, Thursday. R.I.P. R.I.P. Mac Miller. And so my suggestion is Blue Slide Park was like my favorite album when I was a freshman in high school. Freshman or sophomore in high school. And um, yeah, yeah, shout out to Mac. So I, I, yeah, shout out Mac. I mean, R.I.P. I, 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 again, I loved his music. I completely forgot about the vine of him dancing on the golf course. Yep. Like... Yeah, heard a lot. No, that one hits home. I was never a big Mac guy. Never listened to a lot of his music, but um, obviously knew him. Heard his music through other people, and uh, from what I understand, or from all the people, from the people I know around me, had a huge supporting fan base. Real diehard fans. You know, you know, fan bases. Certain fan bases are just different than others. He had one of those fan bases was just that was just different than others. Heard he's a class act. So rest easy, Mac. Yeah. And um, it's it's. Sucks, yeah. Well, yeah. it's it's kind of a somber note, but yeah, I hate to end it on a morbid note. But thank you for listening, episode nine. We are out. Peace. I gotta get it, do or die. It might not work, but we could try. Lately, I've been cutting time.